dog not to play in the water, then you shouldn't play in your coffee. But it is so good, and I understand why she's doing it. Splashes are fun. Splashy splashies are fun. Splashy splashies are super fun, and I I get that. I'm seeing it now because I have coffee, and I just I couldn't empathize last night, but now I can. So yeah, that's a plus. I just realized we're recording, and I was gonna eat a pumpkin donut before we started. You just but do now it, I have man. to wait. Now I have to wait somewhere between forty-five minutes to an hour. We do no, these I things mean, live, you could do, bro. You could do it live. Just don't like slop in in the mic. It's cool. Do donuts are like the driest, hardest thing to eat and not make sound. What kind of donut are you like, eating? Mute your I don't mic. Know, some, I got eating. some pumpkin donut. I got at Fairway. Was it like five years old? I mean, how <laughs> old? Are, like, no, I'm pretty sure it was made yesterday. Gross. Uh, Fairway Donut made yesterday. Not sure. Yeah, about they that. got a they got a bakery. They have a bakery. They got a bakery. I gotta go back to Fairway. I'm not yeah. into pumpkin. I like pumpkin seeds. That's it. Well, it's October, um, so now everything has to be pumpkin yeah. spice. Flavor, oh, I know. Else. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. you know. You some. Hey, everyone out there! Welcome to episode 136 of Land Party. Mm-hmm. We are. You don't, you don't like anything that's pumpkin. That's actually a good question. Yeah. Me? Like, you no. Like, you don't like any pumpkin flavoring at all. I don't. Do you, you like pumpkin spice? What about pumpkin pie? Nope. Oh, especially wife, pumpkin pie. What no. if your wife calls oh, it's you? So pumpkin. good. What if my wife what, calls me pumpkin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, say, don't ever call me that again. Instant. Oh. <laughs> instant. No, I don't say off. that. No, she could call me pumpkin. I guess I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't what know. We I don't. call you pumpkin. Can I call you pumpkin? Yeah. Oh, I would like that, especially when we go to packs together. Ooh. <laughs> hey, pumpkin. How's it going, sugar? Mmm. Mmm. That's nice. Pumpkin time. So, I am one of your hosts, Antonio. I'm another one of your hosts, Will. I'm Tristan. Tristan is here. Also, Danny is away this week, and that's okay. She's doing grown-up stuff. Grown-up stuff, which is probably what we should be doing, except we're here doing a podcast, but it's good. You know, it's Sunday. Uh, we've decided to do a morning cast this week, which is interesting. We typically do this super late in the evening, and by super late, I mean not late and it's a totally reasonable hour, except I'm a super old man. We've had to adjust our we've had to adjust our schedule to accommodate Will's inability They're to... very generously allowing me to... Uh, do this when I'm awake. <laughs> to be a real person. Yeah. Last um, night he sounded like there was a death in the family. Like he was. Just I was so tired. Drained. I I was gonna do the cast, but I probably would have sounded like. I, it would have been de- the most depressing cast ever. Like, not good. So I'm glad we waited. Far superior. What did you guys do last evening? Except, uh, you didn't cast. So what did you end up doing? Uh, we did our alternate cast, the I Hate Will Russell cast. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's actually trending just, on uh, Spotify. We just spend a half hour making impressions of you like, I like Doctor Who and Star Trek. <laughs> and actually, by that, he I would means, listen to that cast. since we're impersonating you, that means we only actually get one impersonation cr- across in a half an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so every episode is just that's another rap. I'm going to spend 25 <laughs> minutes over the span of three yeah, weeks talking funny. about the same game <laughs> let me tell well, you I how cool. if it wasn't good let hey, me tell you, you how cool played? hollow Knight is <laughs> that's my favorite it's so good hey will what are you even playing hollow Knight. 
Let me tell you how great it was in case you missed it for the past 10 episodes. Well, if you missed it for the last 10 episodes, then you'll love the 11th. So Hollow Knight is really good. Are you still playing that? Yeah, of course I'm playing Hollow Knight. Oh I'm God. always playing. I'm like always playing Hollow Knight. It, it's a good How many hours have you to... clocked in? Grab your Switch and tell me how many hours right now. Right, I want to me... know. Wait, does the Switch have a yeah, it's play got character? A... I mean, oh yeah, it does. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you played it recently, yeah. It does that like it does that like rounding thing where it's like you played greater than twenty minutes, but yeah. not You'd quite one hundred and fifty-five hours yet. Less yeah. than Stardew Valley, I played Hollow Knight, but it's sort of because I do it in in like fifteen twenty minute stints, and then I rage quit for a little while. Um, I'm about Knight? thirty thirty-five hours. Huh. Yeah. Oh wow, I thought you'd have more than that. I thought so too, actually, but uh, nope. And that's because I have a short attention span, and also a puppy that keeps me away from playing my games. You have a what? Uh, a puppy that keeps me a from what? playing my games. A Never puppy. mind, you didn't, get, you didn't get the joke. Keep going. Oh, okay, great. Um, I actually booted up Snake Pass a while ago. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, on the Switch, because it's been a long time since launch, and I was like, maybe it's a little different. Maybe I want to play it a little bit more. Let's has there been out. Has there been new content? I thought there was a free thing a while back. Um, yes, there is now... Um, I, w- I want to say it's called adventure mode, but I think it's I think it's like arcade mode. That sounds more accurate. <clears throat> and in arcade mode, you compete to see how fast you can complete whatever the objectives are. Are the objectives like, like time trial? Are the objectives like swallowing whole mice as fast as possible? Mm-hmm. That'd be real good. For, <laughs> like kids would be mortified. That um, <laughs> that isn't as far as I can tell what the game is about. But I could I could go back in and tell you. <clears throat> I just was doing the main levels again because I wanted to uh, remember why I stopped playing that game. And then I was like, oh, right. It's because being a snake is really difficult. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. I enjoyed that. Snake Pass is good. Um, I also went into the messenger a little further. I have been st- I had been stuck on a boss for a while and it was preventing my play. And I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. So then I got bored and then Spider-Man came out and I sort of stopped playing it for a little bit. But I had some time. I popped back into it. Beat the boss. Feel really good about that. Excited to continue. Now I have the hook shot, which tells you where I am in the game, which is very early on. Um, and it's good. I enjoy that game quite a bit. Good. Um, also, Graceful Explosion Machine is still good in case you got to game is to get it. still good. It's great. Played I think that. that's on a lot more... Things now too. So, yeah, I think it's on pretty much everything now. To a few other systems, um, yeah. but it's really good. Great, just dick around system. Um, and then beyond that, Spider Man guys, I've been playing so much Spider Man. I am, I think, sixty something percent of the way through the game. I am starting to battle some significant supervillains more regularly. I didn't think that the game was going to take such an interesting dark turn in terms of storyline mm-hmm. um I, like i'm like i sort of you know you can sort of predict how these marvel comic book story games are going to go because you're like i know who this is and i know what this turns into and like i get it you know mm-hmm. um but i was surprised to find what i found um in a good way and i really think that the direction of the game has been excellent i am really enjoying the intrigue between peter and mj because that's just a classical that's a classical love story and i'm i'm totally into that um and just the combat is still good and kicking ass around the city is still great i am also sort of enjoying being hunted a little bit if that makes sense if you know what i'm talking about like you know public enemy public menace Mm -hmm. is sort of a is sort of a cool 
take on the game. Yeah. Um, the Jonah Jameson approach. The Jonah Jameson approach, man. I mean, it's it's real good. It's a really good game. I actually have. I was going to tell you guys. I have picked up. Um, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, whatever the, the latest Tomb Raider game is, and I've had haven't even it played it yet. Sitting haven't on yet. my on my PlayStation for the last week or so, and I haven't even booted it up. I put it in to install it, so it's ready to go when I want to play. But I haven't started the game because every time you know, I turn my PlayStation on, I want to keep going in Spider Man. Next time you want to play it, you're going to realize that there's a patch that's like <laughs> I know fifty seven gigs half yeah. the game. Yeah. I did see that they have released the first DLC already or announced the first DLC called The Forge. Oh, it's like a, a single tomb to explore? It's it's like a single tomb, but it is uh, a very big single tomb. Yeah, that's an interesting approach to DLC. Yeah. That's, I'm um, kind of into it. I am Because it's like, it's like very affordable. It's only like five bucks or something. It's only five bucks. Oh, that's and cool. I noticed, yeah. I read into it, they're going to do seven of these seven or eight of these and the the season pass that gets you access to all of them i believe is thirty dollars and if you Does, didn't do it it would be forty dollars for all do, the individualized do, content doing these tombs tie into the story at all yeah or yeah they're all the th- okay i don't think that my understanding is that they're not necessary to in, explore the story from start to finish but they're like you can optionally understand and unravel the mystery of whatever uh, this is when you. Uh, okay, so they have like their own storyline. Yeah, there. they're basically uh, their own little mini plots, and I like that because in the in the second Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rise of the Tomb Raider. They had the Baba Yaga DLC, <clears throat> and you're sort of just running around in the Arctic wilderness, and then you come across uh, a young woman who's like, my grandfather went off to look. Um, you know, for somebody in the wastes and like never came back, go find him. And you start to discover that there's all these old ruins and temples and like people who disappeared and all the soldiers have been going crazy when they go into this canyon and not being the same if they make it out. And they most of the time don't make it out. To, and they're like, okay, maybe there's a witch, maybe there's not a witch and you have to go and unravel that. That was such a cool DLC. So if it's anything like that and, and eight of them, I'm going to get that season pass for sure. Cool. I mean, if you um, if you ever get around, to if playing. I ever get around to playing it, because Spider Man's so good. Um, so expect me to talk more about those DLCs closer to December, turning with my uh-huh. new turnaround time. Okay. Um, let's see. I think for the most part, that's it. Some mobile titles here and there, but nothing of note. I I, I still play Faust every once in a while. F O W L S T, the little owl. Dodger Fouls. Faust, um, which is still one of the best arcade phone games that I have played. Uh, so it's a little throwback. Mention. What is it's that? Still good. Tell me. Um, you are an an owl, and or I guess it's an owl or like a little pigeon or something, a little pigeon, and you basically start the game in this, um, I guess room where little red owls pop out and you just sort of throw your body into them to, to kill them and they shoot lasers at you. That's fun. Uh, it's really, it's really great. It is actually one of my favorite phone games to date because it's so easy to play and it's ridiculously difficult until you start collecting the cash that they drop when you kill them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you use the cash to upgrade your abilities like more hearts. And I shoot eggs out of my rear end, which will 
kill them if it makes contact, and I drop missiles out of my rear end, which will kill them if it makes contact. It's such a silly premise, but it is such a great game. Oh, I'm looking at it right now, the trailer. Yeah, dude, it's, it is badass. I played this for... If I could get... Um, I know iOS 12 now has time usage counters, but if I could get historical accuracy on how long I've been playing this thing, it would be longer than most games on my phone. See, now this looks like a game I would just completely ignore because it just doesn't look... Um, I would reckon, like, if you're willing to drop, how, what is it? How much does it cost? I, I, it's been so long. I don't remember. It's 99 cents. Dude, it's worth the 99 cents. If you, um, if you're into arcade tap controls, it's like left side of the display, you jump up to the left, right side of the display, you jump up to the right. And then the more you tap, the faster you sort of move in that direction. Uh, and every other time, if you're not touching the display, you're just falling towards the ground. Yeah. Um, sort of almost Flappy Bird mechanics, but not shit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, it's great. I, I totally recommend it, and uh, it will keep you occupied on the train for a long time. You don't need to listen to their music if you don't want to. You can listen to your own music, and you can play offline. It's The not... graphic style reminds me of, uh, like, da- Downwell, sort of. Yes. Sort of yeah, like the, Downwell. like, monotone... Mm-hmm. Uh, very In fact, simple that's pixelated. probably a good um, appropriation of the kind of control styles. Downwell plays very similar to this. Because mm. um, you know how you can like hop up and to the left a little bit and up and to the right? So would you say that percent? like Downwell, you would have a much better time playing it with a controller than a touchscreen? No, I doubt, actually. This would oh. be... This is fun on the touchscreen because um, you can play it one-handed, left and right side. What are you doing with your other hand, Will? Uh, jerking it. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm on the train holding the pole. Holding the pole. Mm, Your phrasing pole? there was uh, questionable, but you get the uh, you get the gist. So I recommend it. Faust, pick it up. Ninety nine cents. iOS. I'm pretty sure it's also an Android. There's lots of power ups, bombs. You can explode people. You get like I don't know, infinite health. Do whatever you want. It's cool. Okay. It's 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 great. Do recommend. That's it. What have you guys been playing? I'm playing it right now while I talk to you guys back. What are you playing, Tony? Uh, well, I've still been playing YS8 Lacrimosa of Donna. Um, Lacrimosa of Donna. Yes, yes, it's good. A um, lot of story, a lot of story things going on. I think I'm close to getting to the last chapter. Um, okay. There's six, and I'm on five. Uh, I feel like I'm good. I feel like I'm a decent way through chapter five too. Um, so it's really good. I'm playing it on normal. There's two harder difficulty settings after that. Um, so I, th- I feel like it's one of those games that may eventually one day go back to and play on like a much harder difficulty. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still really like that game, really like the characters, the story, stuff like that. Um, nice. I also put some more time this week back into Stardew. It's a good old Stardew Valley. It's so good. I know. I'm like halfway through winter. Uh, just doing a bunch of upgrades. Um, I bought a duck. I hatched another duck. I hatched another void chicken. Um, I bought a horse. Uh, I was over at Danny's. We were hanging out, and she was showing me her horse. And I was like, oh, my God, you can move so much faster. Uh, so I had to get some some materials together, some hardwood. And then I, you know, I got a horse now. Um, I'm getting ever so, ever so close to the greenhouse uh that greenhouse makes the game change a lot yeah i I think i'll definitely have i'll definitely have the greenhouse hopefully by the next winter 
if not before then. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just playing that. Um, I also been playing Astrobot. Uh, rescue oh, mission yeah. for PSVR. I streamed the first two worlds, so I've been doing it like one world at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. Uh, there are each world is you know pretty different as far as far as how it's varied, and the way that they set up the bosses is pretty cool for VR. Like everything happens in front of you. Um, yeah, it's just it's a good game. It's forty bucks, so it's not even a full sixty dollar game. I think it's well, well, well worth the money. Um, but you guys can check it out. I didn't put them on Twitch yet. They're both on YouTube because okay. Twitch is super annoying because you have to unlink and relink your account. And because we all try and stream here and there, it's just it's annoying. So I just put it on YouTube. Um, but I also like the fact that each level has a challenge level you can unlock. So there are, I believe, five or six worlds. And then um, and then you can unlock the a challenge level from each one. Mm. So, Yeah. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's uh, it makes a really good case for th- platforming in VR. Uh, right. They do some really cool things with level design, as far as things happening above you, below you, and then levels kind of spawning around you and having to run around yourself, like behind you and stuff. It's pretty wild. They do some cool things. Sometimes I feel like it's difficult for me to judge, like if my character's like further ahead and off to the side, kind of like where he is. In VR, like not in VR, but like in 3D space, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to judge a little bit. So I find myself like missing a platform here and there. Uh, uh, but for the most part, it's not an issue. Um, so yeah, I mean, still really enjoying that. It's one of the definitely one of the better VR titles I've played in quite a bit. It looks um, it looks good. Yeah, it's pretty wild. You guys can come you can come play it sometime. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, Danny. When I was at Danny's, we played. Uh, well, Tristan will go into this more because he played a lot more than we did. But we played a game of Super Mario Party. Oh uh, yes. It was good. Uh, the thing is, we were both really tired, and it was only the two of us. Mm. Uh, so I feel like the game is definitely a lot better than her and I think it is. Mm-hmm. But it was still fun. I mean, it's 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 definitely brought me back to Mario 64 style Mario Party before all those other ones completely kind of ruined the franchise. Um, it goes back to the classic board game and, you know, power-ups and buying stars with coins and buying items to screw your opponents over and stuff. It's a good time. Now, it's a good time. I have, I've heard discussion, and I, maybe I will bring this up when Trist talks about Mario Party, but I've heard discussion about uh, the gold pipes being bullshit. I don't know what that means. I don't know about those because we only had green pipes in the world we played. Uh, What are these gold pipes? So you can buy an item at the item store called a gold pipe, which takes you right to a star. Oh, I did see Um, that. Yeah, never mind. The thing about them is, yes, they take you directly to the star, but they're pretty expensive based on the coins that you get. They were like 100 coins or something crazy. They also dropped the... um, they dropped the price of stars to 10 coins. So Whoa. Didn't they used to be like 50? They used to be 20. Or 20? Yeah, they used to be 20. I thought so, they were a lot cheaper than I remembered. They're, I, the star economy is definitely different than it was in previous games, but I think that right. it encourages a different play style. Um, there, there's a lot of changes to the flow of that game, but I think that it works. 
that makes sense. The That's one thing time. I don't like, and maybe this is just me being weird, but it kind of got annoying. You have to, in order to, at least when we played, we couldn't figure out how to do it otherwise. In order to hit the dice, you have to jerk your joy your Joy-Con up. You can't just like hit a button. You can't jump with A. You, you just waggle, dude. It's I know, really, but it's, it's I really know. easy. I, yeah, it's I, yeah, I know. You're I know. you're playing but a game for, that is forcing motion control. Is that the thing? Well, I mean, you can't play it in handheld or tabletop anyway. The 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 game that's, that's like good. saying that's like saying I'm mad that I can't play Wii bowling with a joystick. Like it's the game is focused around that in in part. So like yeah. if you're not prepared for that going into it, then that is true because a lot of the mini games for Mario it's a, it's a good point. party. It's is. a party game that's built to take advantage of the capabilities of the console, which is what right. every Mario party has done. Right, right. So it's like you're you're being real choosy if that's a bother for you i mean but that's the only thing that was a little teeny tiny nitpick um it seems good though i'm not gonna pick it up for a full 60 i might get it if it's eventually you know whenever eventually somehow some way goes on sale party Mm. nintendo title every discount well never on the e-shop but everywhere else elsewhere it will be eventually i guess um and then i also have played a couple hours of detroit become human yes Oh, how is that? Yeah. That I think that is definitely the best of like the three Quantic Dream games I've played. Um, I don't know how to quantify that. I know. I like it more than Heavy Rain. Uh, the stories are well, pretty good. Th- it's three separate androids, Everybody. and I'm waiting for their stories to kind of intertwine. I don't know if – I'm assuming they will. Mm. Um, I like it though. I mean I do. It's a, it's a, It's part like detective investigating and then – um, I mean, you know, it's just you kind of go with the flow of the story. There's a lot of choices. Now, what's cool is at the end of it, you you get a uh, like a tree, mm. and you can see the path that you chose, the path other people chose, like the percent, not the path that they that they chose, because like you can't, like they're not going to spoil it for you. But yeah, you can see like what percent of the world chose the path you did and got the outcome and stuff. Um, so, oh, so I think it sort of did it like um, uh, until dawn. Kind of. I mean, I actually, I have to play that. I'm going to play that this... Until Dawn is a great game. I know. I got it free PS Plus or whatever. It's, I just I it never played spooky. it. It is spooky. It was one of those sleeper hits. Yeah, don't... I didn't expect uh, it to be so popular. If you're going to play it, don't watch anybody else play it. No, I was going to play like, it. Like, you should just do it. Cause it's yeah, I haven't watched anyone play it. Mega spoilerific if you watch anybody else do it. Everybody does. Everybody dies. Well, honestly, uh, I mean, just don't, you know, don't mess up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I like it. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty chill. Um, but YS8 has kind of just taken up a lot of my time. And as we're talking, I just kind of want to kick back into Stardew and, you know, take care of me farm. (laughs) Take care of me farm. But, oh, but yesterday, uh, when I, when I messaged you guys, so there's a part in YS8 where, um, you go on this, you get on this ship, a pirate ship. And the whole time I was on it, I was just like, man, I would love a spin-off action-adventure RPG of, like, Sea of Thieves. Like, single-player. Like a Pirates of the Caribbean game? Something. Except not dumb. <laughs> but that'd be really cool. Well, I mean... Because, like, they have such you a want, great art style. You want style. a single-player... Oh, okay. Go on. What? I mean, I was I just, just going to say... I like was a, going to predict what you were going to say, but I was wrong, so you continue. No, I mean, I was going to say, like, a single player, but you could have multiplayer, like, in it, but yeah. I don't want an online-only 
game because I'm kind of sick of those. What are we but talking like, about? I was saying how... Single player Sea of Thieves. Oh, dude, that's Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah. Yeah, I have that. I just never... That's a great game. Maybe I should, if maybe that I should game, check that if out. If that again. game didn't have a multiplayer element, it would it would remove a lot from... Yeah. You, it, you know, it... No, I was. It doesn't have enough story to subsist on its own. Well, no, I know that. I was saying I don't want them to. Yeah. I don't want them to add single player to it. I was saying I would like a single player. Like it'd be cool if they spun off some kind of single player action RPG game out of it. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I could dig it. I think it'd be cool. If they had some sort of, if they had some sort of um, plan, plan story. I don't know. Because you can play Sea of Thieves by yourself. I wonder, is that other <clears throat> pirate game that they announced? It, not you know, Rare didn't announce, but somebody made another, that other the pirate game. One? Yeah. The Skull and Bones or whatever? Yeah. Oh, I wonder yeah. if that's kind of like that. I mean, that's basically the um, the boat parts of Assassin's Creed without the rest of Assassin's Creed. Which so is then, exactly what I'm looking for. It might be good. Yeah. Maybe. All right, but anyway, uh, that's all I've been playing, those couple games. Tristan, I'm going to take it over to you. Uh, yeah, man, I played a bunch of Mario Party. Mm-hmm. The, I, you know, I did two full Mario Parties with my wife. Um, mm-hmm. currently my wife. No, currently no plans to get divorced, so good. let that speak to the quality of that game as you may. Important to, to test that with Mario yeah. Party. Yeah. Um. I like it. You know, I think that there are a lot of smart changes in there. There are things that make the flow of the game a lot more fluid. Um, things Compared really to do. old ones. Yeah. So, like for example, you can practice the mini games directly in the summary screen of what the mini game is. I like that. Uh, as opposed to like having to launch a practice version and then go back to the summary screen, it, it really like lets you get the gist of what you're about to do without having to like actually go through it um Uh. that's really nice um they like i said they they drop the requirement of of coins for a star to 10 which you know take it or leave it 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 really speeds things along um it makes it less feel i think it makes it feel less like people who are in the lead might have the ability to kind of steamroll and, and increase the lead even further, you know, mm-hmm. really tries to keep things fair. That's good. Um, but at the same time, they also include things that I don't like, um, at least in the board game mode where they have these things called ally roles now, where if you, you, it's at least on one board. Um, Oh, I got one of those. You, yeah. I got you a can, Koopa Troopa. You basically, add someone to your roster so when you roll your dice they will also roll a dice and it will add either one or two to your roll um and the thing about it is is they stack so if you have good luck and you land on them you're increasing your ability to roll from you know the regular six to potentially eight ten twelve consistently and if other people aren't landing on those that really Hmm. and they never as far as i can tell they don't go away they don't uh, that's what that's what surprised me so i had one yeah. and he stuck with me and it also stacked with an item i believe because i ended up getting 17 or 18 moves in once now what is cool about that is those allies also compete in the mini games with you guys so if you're playing like a four on four mini game and say i picked up waluigi as an ally he will also be playing that mini game with us 
But if I get knocked out, he's still in it. And if he wins, then I get the victory. So it all depends on, you know, like the AI is very often stupid in that game, but oh, yeah. sometimes they can pull through. Um, it's interesting, but I wish that they gave you the customization to not include that in the game because it doesn't. And I, and I can't speak. I haven't played all of the boards yet. Um, I can't speak for the prevalence of that on all boards, but it is a weird choice. Um, I'm also not huge on the online play. They got rid of the board game mode completely. Yeah, I heard um, it's, and I heard, so I read it's only is that, about a dozen mini games and they rotate. Is that better? <laughs> it's it just weird. Like, yeah, that? like I understand why ND Cube designed it that way. You know, they want to discourage, you know, if you had the full board game mode and you were matching up with randos, the likelihood of them quitting if they're not winning is probably pretty high and there's no consequence to doing that. So it's like you're potentially just wasting a bunch of time. But I think that by doing that, I think ND cube is kind of fundamentally missing the point of why people play Mario party, mm -hmm. which isn't, they don't play Mario party to play mini games. They play Mario party for that social experience with their friends. Yeah. And by stripping your ability to do that with people at a distance, it really, I have no real desire to go in and play the mini games for a long period of time. I want to go play with my board game uh, with my friends and, you know, trash talk them because they're losing or make fun of yeah. them because they got that role that put them on that bad luck square that made them lose a star. Like, those are the moments that you take away from Mario Party, not, hey, I beat you at, you know, hot potato, the bomb, you know, times. yeah, that's not why I'm there. So, right. This is that like a really sighting. this is like a really universal opinion of the multiplayer in this game or the online function and like I know multiple outlets have reached out to Nintendo and NDQ to be like hey can you fix this um, I'm hopeful that they will get the point because it just seems like a really big missed opportunity for not allowing people who want to play together to play together yeah. Um, so I, I like like the people that I would mainly play aside from my wife who is and that's not a problem because we're always next to each other but like I have a key group of friends that we all grew up playing Mario Party together but now we live in different states so give us the ability to have that same experience because that's how online gaming is supposed to work now you know every other game that exists on Switch Xbox PC like I can get the same experience online as I can offline so like why limit it? it doesn't make right. any sense it's not like I, I have a very hard time believing that they couldn't like handle the net code of four people playing a board game together like oh it's they not, could totally do it they can you, you can do it on the monopoly game you can do it on mario party you know it doesn't i don't know it's weird it's a weird decision that i don't get yeah it definitely wasn't a technical choice um, if you have four people you know two people even like in a room together playing I think it's great. I don't understand any of the complaints about why you can't use, you know, pro controllers or anything. Like that game works really well with the Joy Cons. All you needed was one Joy Con. Um, yeah, it's because we well, at least that's how we played. We both had only one Joy Con, and it yeah, was fine. Yeah, it's perfect that way, and it allows you know a bunch of people to get in without you having to drop money on four pro controllers. Yeah. You know, like y yes, you may have to get a second set of Joy Cons, or even, but four, or even four sets of Joy Cons. You just need another another set. You You're just good need for one, four people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. There, there's like there's a, it's a mixed bag for why they made some of the design choices they did, but overall, I think it's definitely the most accessible and most improved Mario Party in probably since the one for the Wii. Um, that one for the Wii U is just hot garbage, but it's mm-hmm. it's the most fun I've had with a with a Mario Party in a very long time. So that's a good thing. Maybe since like um, Mario Party Two. Mm, I really like the Wii one. Okay. Yeah. But I also really like the Wii one because of the people that I was playing with, which is exactly my argument. For oh, I must have misheard you. I thought you online. said, I thought I must have misheard you. I thought you said the Wii one was hot garbage. No, the Wii U one oh, was you, hot garbage. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. The Wii U one was just. Oh garbage. yeah. I remember hearing Very about that. Trash. I didn't even bother. Yeah. Um, Cause isn't, but the, yeah. isn't it the one where they got rid of the whole board game? Yeah, you like are all like riding in a car together. Yeah, that's, like eliminates no, that's... the like, and again, it's one of those things where it feels like Indie Cube is missing the point of why people are going to these games. Yeah, you know, maybe like in Japanese culture where they are, you know, like front and center, maybe it's different. But here, where there's like you know the emphasis on the competitive, yeah, I like it still. So, but that's just me uh, and everybody else apparently. um just my opinion and the rest of everybody playing it yeah it's just unanimous uh yeah i played some destiny 2 on playstation 2 yeah i mean 4 with danny and some ex apple peeps um last night the pro is such a time sink i just continue to feel like every time i play it i would rather be playing halo well i get the feeling now that i would not rather be playing halo only because halo 5 killed any desire to play halo for me i think halo 5 is still great but i just i don't know i just can't get to this thing of like oh i'm building up my level you know, I'm I'm barely I'm making this red bar on these enemies go down slowly, and then they get stronger, and then my gun gets stronger, so their red bar still goes down the same pace because we are progressing at the same pace. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's, it's like it's I don't really hard to feel like you. And that's like a big problem with all loot based things, like even spanning back to things like Diablo. Um, I just that's not my thing. You know, like when I'm playing a competitive shooter like that, I'm I'm doing it for precision and every and, and it's like I, I just personally prefer mm-hmm. multiplayer shooters where like everyone has the same loadout yeah or if it's a class-based thing you know like overwatch where that's predetermined it's just too much of that choice even though they say they balance it out in the crucible which we played a bunch of last night it feels like there's so much room for your customization to affect the fairness of the game, especially if you are a new player. Like, I shouldn't have to play 75 to 100 hours of that game to feel like I have a competitive edge. If mm-hmm. if it's if it's like Halo, I should just be able to drop in and match one, depending on my skill ceiling, I should be able to fucking dominate, you know? I think mm-hmm. that's also... And, we're, we're interested in that, like... Uh, Overwatch level of play too, where yeah, that, that type of accessibility exactly. Yeah. And like for instance, last night, like I got in and I have maybe 
10 hours in Destiny 2 on PlayStation 4. Mm -hmm. Like, my arsenal is so limited. Like, I, I could only go into games, really, with this shotgun and a pistol. And it's like, I, I'm getting wrecked every time simply because... I don't have the kind of firepower in my arsenal that oh, other people do. And that doesn't... That's the other thing. I'm like, I don't play Crucible. But Crucible is exactly where that should be a factor. Like, I shouldn't be going into competitive multiplayer feeling like I'm at a disadvantage because I haven't put enough time into it. And that's, mm -hmm. like, exactly the reason why games like Star Wars Battlefront 2 don't work for me because it feels directly like the amount of time you put into the game mm -hmm. puts you at an advantage which like that's why I really loved like the first Black Ops was because it never did that the only thing that it did was it gave you a salary and you could build out your your loadout based, based on, on how much you that you had exactly. and you could do that from level one so it was right. like I can take my key strengths and immediately apply them and it, it keeps it fair but like this is just like hey, play for 300 hours so you get this good roll of a weapon that gives you the edge over this person that didn't put in those hours put those hours into this game. It's like, I, I shouldn't have to dedicate my life to your game in order to make it fun yeah. if I'm playing it competitively. You know what I mean? Yep. Yes. I, I will say, agree. Um, since you just happened to mention this about Battlefront 2 and the level ceilings, somebody mentioned that the game is completely different to where well, it was when it started. Funny you mentioned that, Will, because last night I played some Star Wars Battlefront 2 on PlayStation 4. I was going to say. Well, let me tell you, that game still sucks. Yeah? Um, it's just not fun. Yeah. It's, That's a shame. Because I've, I've been debating whether or not I want to go back. Like, you know, I, could, I, can, I can always go for more Star Wars-based fun shooters but it's hard for me to want to play that game i i go through these modes where like i have to get the star wars game fix and then i remember the only option is battlefront because ea sucks or kotor if you want to go back in time and yeah it's you know it's it's beautiful and the sounds great but it's just like the competitive multiplayer mm -hmm. even though they remove microtransactions the same thing you're getting these power cards that are like Hey, based on how much I played the game, I get this permanent buff. Mega OP. That that's gonna be, and it's my same thing with Splatoon. Like these people that put, I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand on this soapbox all day. You get it. You get it. Yeah. You get it. Um, I also played more Far Cry Five. It's still good. Still good, dude. Um, I'm digging it. For the same reasons I said last week, so I'm not gonna go back into it. But like. The more you play that game, there are very frustrating moments at the beginning where you feel very overpowered, which is like, mm -hmm. I guess, the point of a Far Cry game. But like, as you overcome that and you add to your repertoire and you add these perks that you unlock, you become underpowered, overpowered, oh. and in a very satisfying way. Like I, I went from, oh my God, how am I supposed to do this to like, I feel like I'm the predator now and I'm, I'm calling the shots of these scenarios, which feels really good. I like so I, that. I dig it. Yeah. Um, the story, I know it got a lot of flack for like not being uh, a different country aggressive enough against like right wing culture, but like it goes to some pretty dark places and it's still like very, very effective. So 
I don't I don't understand that argument, I guess, but mm. I dig it. Um definitely worth the thirty bucks that I paid for sure. So like oh, if you can good. get it if you can get it for a discount, I mean even sixty, like it's a good game. It's a it's a very solid triple A shooter. Um I'll add that to my list then. That because I mean, I've been interested in it, I just have never I mean I have it physical, so you just <clears> I never I've never bought a Far Cry game. Never? Uh at full value i've always sort of oh. waited until it came out a little oh, later yeah. yeah um yeah good stuff i think you know I'll, i played a bunch of halo still um yeah i think that's really all i played dope yeah well has there been any news that we should talk about this week i don't know we gotta wait for antonio to make the sound let's take a bomb 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 all right, so uh, PlayStation, Sony's first party studio. What do you guys remember about Pixel Raider? Well, I remember they make this noise every time. Yeah, right. News. Tony makes this noise and it's really annoying. It's just a thing they do. It's just a thing. Uh, Sony's first party studio, Media Molecule, has been plugging away on the Dreams game since PS4's Dreams launch. Um, we haven't really seen a whole lot other than some game ba- gameplay clips, but they uh, confirmed that the title will support PSVR on day one via a patch, which nice. seems pretty cool. Um, it also seems like they took... It's basically they took the creation kit of, like, Little Big Planet, and I feel like they made it infinitely more difficult. So I don't know how... Uh, mm. I don't know how much um, content we're going to see. So, I don't know. Uh, that's all I had for PlayStation, though. Uh, in Nintendo, if you've been holding out to play Stardew Valley's multiplayer on Switch, uh, then I've got some good news. So, developer Concerned Ape has said on Twitter that the... Jesus Christ. Uh, is the multiplayer the title is already now... available elsewhere? Yeah. It's oh. been on PC. For a while. Oh, okay. Um, so it's in QA testing for Switch now. Uh, QA at Nintendo. So hopefully we should see it soon. Uh, I, I think it'd be cool if that was cross-play with PC, but I don't think it's going to be. But that'd be nice. Um, so Fire Emblem Heroes is releasing a separate light version of the game. Uh, I thought this was interesting because I haven't seen this a whole lot. So typically when there's a light version of a game, it's usually just like a demo. Right, that's what they used to call light. This is the full game, but it has simplified graphics, animations, and sound. And the overall, they were able to compress it to make the game seventy-five percent smaller than the original game. Interesting. Um, it's gonna—they're gonna keep both games up. I guess one—you know—one will just be higher fidelity graphics and everything, uh, but the other one is, like I said, seventy-five percent smaller, which will be good for people um, who don't have a lot of room on their devices. Uh, they're also going to receive a new abysmal difficulty maps, new weapons, and the ability to edit names on marks. Uh, not sure what that means because I don't play that game. Hmm. Um, what game is this? Uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. Oh. Their mobile game. Oh. Speaking of mobile games, Sensor Tower revealed that uh, Dragalia Lost, the most recent game published by Nintendo. Yeah has uh, surpassed 3.5 million. It's also the lowest grossing Nintendo release mobile title to date uh, based on time from launch until like now. Interesting. For sale. 
like in that in yeah in that span uh it has it has performed the lowest which i get because it's based on what i played it it was very much the same as every other japanesey uh mobile title of that sort so yeah i'm not my jam i think things like fire emblem heroes and animal crossing a represent the nintendo brand much closer and b are just still much more fun to play even though they still have those sorts of baked in mechanics but well and the microtransactions on those don't seem as aggressive uh either. in fire emblem they do definitely. oh fire emblem maybe yeah um i was th- when i said that i was thinking um animal crossing yeah yeah it's just i don't know you play fire emblem you know you play animal crossing it feels like you're playing a mobile version of what animal crossing should play same with Fire Emblem, same with mm-hmm. Mario Run, but with Tregalia Lost, you're like, I could literally have the same experience anywhere. Yeah. So, you know, I get it. Uh, the NES Online service for Switch will be updated October 10th with Super Dodgeball, NES Open Tournament Golf, and Solomon's Key. That's cool. I I, guess. I want World Cup Soccer. I want uh, Super Mario World. and yeah. And... Earthbound and Link to the Past well, and Super Metroid and Super are, Mario those Kart. Those are SNES games, my man. Like yeah. I, I don't care. Like, <laughs> give me the. Oh, okay. We won't get on that. No. Uh, if you live in France and you're hoping to snag a Switch off Amazon, looks like you won't be able to do that. Uh, it appears Nintendo's refused to send future stock shipments to Amazon France, Why? following disagreements over product pricing. So you have to probably get them uh, from third-party sellers or shop elsewhere. I wonder what that does to the, I mean, the price. But I guess uh, you can just go to any other. Well, retailer. that's the thing. Like, just don't get it from a third-party seller on Amazon. Just go to some store. Yeah. Um, Birdo is now available for Mario Tennis Aces to those who play an online tournament, which means that you need Nintendo Switch Online. Um, however. If you don't have Nintendo Switch Online, you'll be able to pick up Birdo for free uh, on November 1st. Uh, that character will be available in an update. That's cool. Yay. That game's still good. Yeah. I wish we would get it so I could stop him. Uh, I have one bit of Xbox news. I don't know if you guys have any more. But uh, during this year's Minecon, uh, Mojang announced a new role-playing game set in the Minecraft universe called Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, due out next year on PC... Uh, there's no word on other platforms, but I have a feeling it'll make it probably on everything. Uh, yeah, I, I think that Minecraft like has to exist on everything at this point. I'm sure it will. It's an overhead dungeon crawler. It's um, like a Diablo-style thing. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, for industry news, we got our first glimpse at a new uh, Lego set based on Overwatch. Um, they debuted and showed what Tracer looks like, so each character is going to have their own playset as well. Uh, but there's no details on pricing or release or anything like that. Uh, but that's something that's coming for those of you who love Legos. Speaking of Overwatch, uh, they are changing Farah, and people are not wait. sure how they feel about it. Wait, 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 wait. What are they doing to Farah? They're decreasing her splash damage, so you have to be much more direct with your shots, which I kind of agree with. What From her splash shot? Like, or from, for, from like damage on any missile. Any missile. Like I hit a rocket, you know, 
I could literally used to be able to just kind of be in the vicinity of where that's landing and it would do a crap ton of damage. Now you yeah. have to be, it will still do that sort of damage, just not nearly as much. And you have to be, you know, they're really trying to encourage people to be more direct Accurate. instead of people spamming like pharmacy strategies where they just, you know, fly above you and just blast your feet. Uh, so that's the thing. Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, that could be really good. I could see that being. I I think that it's a good tactic to keep that game fresh. Um, yeah. You know that uh, that game is getting up there in years, and I think the next few years are going to be the test of time to see whether it can it, it's able to maintain the sort of competitive edge that Counter Strike has. Right. Uh, where like that game just becomes like a timeless competitive shooter. Uh, or does that, you know, does that game die out because other experiences do it better? Um, um, so I'm, well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that they're trying. Things. Had so many years worth. You it's know. still going, dude. It still has a one of the largest competitive scenes. I imagine that Overwatch, if they keep it fresh enough, is going to be the same. But I think it's sort of a. It's sort of continually fresh because they have events, because they have such a huge engagement with. Right. Uh, the viewer and player base, and because they have continuous changes to the roster that make the game basically a different game every yeah. year. I do think months. that I see them winding down on like new characters pretty soon. Probably. But, you know, you keep keep rolling out those balance changes, dudes. I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm always down for a balance change, because it, it, the meta like changes, it. the way that the game plays changes. Yeah, and it's the same, same sort of way that you know fighting games work. They, they yeah. make a balance change, and it changes the whole meta. Yeah. Yeah, man. Into um, it. In other industry news, uh, remember how Telltale said they were going to keep a skeleton crew on to finish up yeah. uh, Walking Dead stuff? Yeah. Well, that turned out to be a lie, as they are currently laying off many of those members of that skeleton crew. Everyone, I think, got laid off now, yeah. Now, and they're talking about, you know, having a completely different team finish that game. Oh, they, con- say, they confirmed it today. Confirm, yeah. Uh, yeah, like yesterday it or something. It was uh, Skybound, right? Yeah. Yeah, they bought the rights out. That. So they can finish the series. And I, I wonder if they're going to bring on any of the old staff. I would hope. I would. So, I would think they I hope would. So too. Yeah. I mean, especially because it's, it was made in Telltale's engine, so it's not yeah, like they would need, have. They'll need the devs. A deep knowledge of it. I mean, you could backwards. You could figure it out, but maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm not a dev. I don't know. Um, but Skybound is the. I believe it's a company owned by the guy who created the Walking Dead comics. So. I guess oh, it's so good it's that the, I guess it's good. You know, despite the I, I could be totally off base on that, but despite the shitty situation around obvious mismanagement of Telltale, mm-hmm. maybe there could be some good coming out of that. That those rights are back with you know the original source, but it still sucks for those employees involved. Mm-hmm. Um, in other shitty work news. Um, Wave Dash Games, who made Icon, which is like a PC-based sort of Smash Bros. clone, they announced that they laid off basically their entire operating staff. Bro. Yeah. What is going on? Uh, It's hard to make it in games when you... Everyone's... Releasing releasing a million games a week. Triple-A games are getting 
most of that them, much so. more time demanding and the indie pool is not getting smaller so your ability to stand out with a product like really comes down to the quality of your product at this point not yeah. even that it, you just have to be at the right place at the right time with marketing and everything that's all true it's tough um, I did hear that you know Telltale did not have a whole bunch of success on most of the games. Like, well, dude, they they found a formula for The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and then they re- rinsed and repeated it over and over and over. And like, to begin with, that was a very niche thing. Mm-hmm. From you know, I, I'm not gonna make a trillion dollars trying to cater narrative-based text adventures to Call of Duty Bros just because it has The Walking Dead in it. And I think that The Walking Dead came out when that series was at its hottest. Yeah. um, Yeah. Which had a lot to do with the success of that game. And I don't... Whereas right now, the series is not as popular. And I know they did Game of Thrones, but, like, Game of Thrones is, like, its own story-heavy beast of its own. So it's like... And I don't know that they're, I don't, you know, as good of, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. It's all speculation, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the author behind the original book series, The Witcher, is reportedly seeking $16 million in royalties from CD Projekt Red. Good luck. Uh, when he, uh, this all happens after he chose to go with a full lump sum at his request ra- back in 2000s, rather than uh, getting royalties per game. So we'll see how that goes. Did you see, yeah, I mean. Copyright law in America is different than copyright law in his country, and mm-hmm. he's. I don't think he's going to get what he wants out of this. I don't think so. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're going to work ultra hard to keep in his good graces, so they'll work with him. Because uh, they, do they even definitely... Do? I mean, that contract will expire at some point. I, I would be incredibly surprised if he signed over lifelong rights of that IP to C- but, CDPR. Yeah, so but when I'm that, saying, when, like... It, even if the contract expires, I know the, like the biggest danger here really is that somebody else snaps up the rights and then, like, Correct. tries to do more stuff. But from a CDPR perspective, it, like, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? They they have already I mean, said we're done witch. with The Witcher. That, they did. Right. They said we're done with The Witcher. We want to make new IP, and they're yeah. moving on to you know. Uh, 20, Cyberpunk 2077. I think if you actually think they're done with The Witcher, yeah, you're purposely naive, dude. They're like, totally gonna that, make dude. another. Witcher. You don't, you don't, you don't forever shelf an IP as valuable as what The Witcher became. You do if you want to make new, different shit. If you realize where it is, like I love. Don't get me wrong. I would play if CD Projekt Red made another Witcher game. I would play it. There's no question. I would buy that. And they're, they are understanding probably that they are shelving money by not making that new game. But I also understand that it's a group of individuals making stuff that are passionate about. And if you've been working on a single IP, a single series, a single story for what I want to say is like 12 years, or probably even longer than that, 15 years since Witcher 1 plus dev time to Witcher 3 through all the DLCs, you might at the end of that be like, you know what? I want to work on some shit that's different. But at the same time, you know, people are passionate about their creations so True. Like, I mean, you think, you but you think about the number of people who did not go with Bungie and stayed at three four three to continue working on the Halo product because it's what they love. Yeah, 
And I think with something like The Witcher, it's already massively popular because of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. But with the exposure that it's about to get with the Netflix special, yeah, I think assuming that they're going to shelve that product forever is naive. I think that the demand for more based on how much of a cultural impact it's going to make soon is going to necessitate something Witcher related mm. in the future. You may, you so, may be, you may be correct, but I, mean, I guess the other even, impact will even, be how this thing turns out with the dev owner or the de- yeah. the writer. Yeah, yeah. CD, CDPR. Maybe they don't hold on to it. Maybe it goes to someone like an EA or an Activision because they throw the money at it. But Ugh. God, would you play an EA Witcher game? No, it wouldn't be single player. They don't make single player games. Uh, uh, did you hear what the uh, author of the Metro series said about this? No. Basically called that guy a fucking idiot. <laughs> He's like, you you would have been, you would have continued to, to sell, you know, in your homeland, but you would have never seen the type of success in the West if CD Projekt Red hadn't made your game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. don't be an idiot. Yeah, Which don't is be, probably don't true, dude. And that yeah, guy dude. would know, dude. Metro, like nobody would know what Metro is if it wasn't for the game. Like games when it comes to like literature they have a very accessible way of making that stuff blow up and become noticeable i'm sure his book sales did much better than they would have if he didn't have a video game ip behind his his product mm-hmm. yeah um capcom revealed that they greenlit a live action Mega Man film as well as a live action monster hunter film that's fun that'll be interesting uh, if Vanilla Overcooked 2 wasn't enough for you, uh, there is a new, uh, there was also the uh, free New Game Plus DLC, uh, which adds, you know, an extra star to each level, so four stars. Oh my god. Um, the first major DLC is called Surf and Turf, and it's out now for $5.99. Comes with 12 new story levels, uh, three new chefs, more recipes, like barbecue oh, skewers and smoothies, as well as the ability to Blast your plates clean with a water pistol. That's cool. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah. Because getting to the sink sucks. Uh, in last week's episode of Land Party, we said about how um, Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to be about 105 gigabytes. So big. Well, now we have confirmed that the new Call of Duty Black Ops 4 will also require a minimum 100 gigabyte install. So basically, you need By... an external... If you have what, like a launch edition... Uh-huh. Of uh, any console, like you need an you external. That. Yeah. So let's hope next generation systems come with at least a terabyte. At least. I'm curious to see what the performance difference is on a pro version of a console based on like a rate like that. Like if Red Dead is that much better on an Xbox One X, that may be what gets me there. I feel um, like we're so close to the next gen consoles though in like two years. I can't. I don't know justify but i suppose we'll find out um so google released their long will doesn't buy anything that's more expensive than a five dollar menu cheese beer (laughs) even the 99 cent game he was like oh it's it's totally worth 99 cents uh is worth it google's long rumored yeti streaming service is now official the company announced project stream this week uh it allows people gamers whoever to stream games to chrome uh the first game supported is assassin's creed odyssey wait What's this what? called? It's this called is... Project Stream. 
Um, uh, yeah. It just lets you stream games to Chrome. How do you control them? With a controller, I'd imagine. How do you launch them? Uh, there's only one game, so I don't know. I didn't go and try it. But you can no, go but and it's, try is it. it. Is it like, is it like um, what was that other software called a long time ago Go where live? you stream content? Yeah. Oh, on, on, live. on live. On yeah. Live. Probably. Is it like that? It sounds like it's one of those types of services. It's probably like PlayStation Now, dude. Yeah. Yeah, where you stream it directly to the whatever. I mean, that sort of works. That could work. Because, I mean, that's that's basically just running on a server... They're like doing they're if doing, you do PlayStation streaming to your PlayStation app on your computer. I mean, they're doing that over in Japan. They streamed uh, Resident Evil Seven to the Switch. Yeah, uh, and you can also stream. Uh, forget what game it is. I believe it's the new Assassin's Creed, but I could be wrong. Uh, on your Switch as well. Huh. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, was that okay? Was that what? Uh, never mind. I'll Google it. It's fine. Okay. Uh, um, I have a couple rumors we can go over I'm if ready. you like. Yeah. Uh, so there was footage released earlier this week uh, that shows Warner Brothers Avala uh, Avalanche Software, the studio behind licensed games such as Toy Story, Disney Infinity Series, working on an open-world action RPG set in the Harry Potter universe. Oh, yeah. I'll believe it when it's real. I'm pretty sure that that's legit, dude. The The amount of content in that video, the way that the UI looked. It looked like the, a very... The spells. I don't think it's a Harry Potter game. game. I think I it's think a Fantastic it Beast game. Fantastic right? Beast yeah, game. Yeah, totally. That, to me, makes sense. Because right now we're about to see the second Fantastic Beast movie drop. Right? So we're going to have hype build up for that. If the devs are working on any kind of timetable that makes sense, we'll have an announcement around the same time yeah. to build hype. And have I'm totally I'm totally down if it's real. Like that yeah. I would love like an open world Harry Potter experience, but like I just have a hard time believing that. that I think is... it'll happen, man. I think we're I think we're at a place where the well. IP the IP is due for a refresh. I don't think it's going to be Harry Potter thematic. I think it's going to be Fantastic Beasts magic. I, th I think it will just be like a because they've already like if you watch like a Fantastic Beasts movie, mm -hmm. like they they preface the thing with like a title like a like they, they the Wizarding World is yeah. what their universe right. is. So like it would just exist in that Wizarding World. Mm -hmm. I don't think it would be like about Harry Potter. I think right. you're right. I yeah. agree with you. I agree, and I think that's what's going to be. Yeah, like I would still be able to like go to Diagon Alley and Gringotts, but I'm, like, not doing the Harry Potter. Like, they've already done that, so, mm -hmm. like, why would they do that again? Mm -hmm. The the blurb, if you guys read the... Because the, the video that came out included some leak content in terms of, like, what the description from the de the developer was. Um, and it did imply that there would be a small uh, pre-game part where you are going to Hogwarts to learn... Uh, before you are sort of released on the world, so there's oh, yeah. like that's your tutorials. Sort of like zone, I'm tutorial down, zone. dude. That'd I would, cool. dude. I remember Harry Potter for PlayStation One, where you like went to class and stuff at Hogwarts. That I mean, I was also like eight, but that, that shit was fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. I'm down. I'm down. I think it's real, and I'm I'm excited for it. The other hype. Who was the Who was the developer that they thought was running it? They thought it was. Uh, uh, Arkham people. Yeah. They're owned uh, by WB. 
Oh, I can't think of their name off the top of my head. I can't either. It's blanking. Uh, uh, Rocksteady. Rocksteady. I, Rock yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's. I don't think it's Rocksteady. I you think Rocksteady. So? I think Rocksteady's still working on DC stuff. I think they have. But do we have any? Do we have any evidence that they are working on DC? There's stuff? an. Uh, no, but I. I'm assuming that it is. I, I'm all but certain. Mm, okay. I would. Th- there. There are rumors that it was. Um, uh, Avalanche. Who who developed uh, the Disney Infinity games? Yeah, they were working on a Harry Potter type thing. Yeah, that's why uh, they based, think that's what it is. Based on some job listings they had before they were shut down, mm-hmm. so they're thinking that either that that studio is continuing work under WB's mm-hmm. uh, ownership, or right. those assets have been acquired, and that's what it is. Um, but I don't think that it's Rocksteady. Huh. Yeah. Um. According to the Wall Street Journal Japan, and then elaborated on further by the American Wall Street Journal, it appears Nintendo is gearing up to release a new Switch SKU by summer or late 2019 uh, in an attempt to boost sales momentum. Uh, The hardware will likely feature a brighter, thinner, more energy-efficient display. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's all. The features are all speculative. Yeah, exactly. But it's probably going to be, I'd imagine, thinner lighter hopefully better battery hopefully a better kickstand uh and hopefully the ability to charge it while in tabletop because that would be nice um it makes sense you know by then it will be pretty close to three years old and you're looking at the company that's released six different versions of the 3ds at this point do you think we'll see like a nintendo switch s per se like do you think it'll be a little faster anything like that or do you think it'll be pretty much just the same across the board hardware wise internals i don't think it's long enough for them to start suggesting like hey the hardware in this is better yeah because along with that they would probably be hey there will be games that take advantage of this hardware like the new 3ds did i don't think it's been that long yet but i do think that it probably if a light design change because they do have to keep it compatible with joy cons mm-hmm. so right. the ends can't where the joy cons attach can't be too different alter dramatically oh no yeah you're right because the thickness it would be kind of weird if it wasn't sitting flush right i wonder oh god i just it it would be very i think that it would be received very poorly if they were all of a sudden like hey we made this new switch but your current accessories will not function with it right you know i would love you could buy this five dollar adapter (laughs) yeah yeah, I would love to see a Switch 2, and I'm wondering, let's say the new, let's say like PS5, Xbox, whatever, release in two years. By then, the Switch would be, what, five years? And I feel like if we saw a Switch 2 around then, uh, it could be a pretty beastly little portable. Like, it's a beastly little portable now, but even more so in another two years, because they already have, I mean, now, Pascal a, and everything. Here's a super important question. Do you think that the naming schema is going to be Switch 2 or is it going to be New Switch? Super Ugh. Switch. Or Super Switch or 3DS Switch 2 plus Switch XL Double Dash. I would love it to be Super Switch. Super It'll be Switch. the Switch Pro. No. Um, <laughs> Switch Pro. I don't know. I don't know what they would do. It, it would pro- knowing them it'll be the, the Nintendo new, naming the, schema is like the new Nintendo Switch and I'm gonna new be like, Nintendo Switch everyone's gonna Switch like, Switch U yeah. oh god no Sw- oh Switch my god you. Switch U 
Switch U uh, Plus 3DS XL. Whatever, whatever it is, you can count on it being something that like sounds great in Japanese, but rolls off the tongue like you're vomiting bricks in <laughs> English. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, as PlayStation users, you know, a lot of PlayStation owners for the past decade have wanted to change their PlayStation Plus names. I'm perfectly fine with mine, but. According to um, a lot of reports that Kotaku's been getting from a lot of third-party developers who make multiplayer games, uh, they've been telling them that they've been fixing a lot of bugs, tweaking settings, and ensuring their games are compatible with Sony's upcoming plans to let users finally change their names. Um, I don't know what kind of way Sony set up their back-end as far as naming, but I don't understand why each person can't just have a unique, like, numerical id or something and then their gamer tag is basically just alias it sounds right. like that's not the way they set it up like it sounds like your username is your it is the tag yeah i can't i can't wait for them to release an update to do this and it wipes everybody's trophies count as soon as they <laughs> change it and oh uh, that'd be hilarious Oof. that'd be a disaster aliasing is going to be a problem you mean kind of like how microsoft released the october update for windows and then pulled it because there was widespread issues of it deleting gig- they pulled it hundreds they and gigabytes it. of people's stuff i think that that was only when it comes to upgrading from windows xp which if you're still running windows xp in 2018 i feel i don't feel bad um, at a certain point upgrade it was, a, it was just an update Wipe it was the october update is what you need to do uh I don't know. Windows like, has been rock solid for me. I got to say, man. I do dig some Windows. I've had no yeah. issues with Windows 10, so kudos, kudos to them. My favorite thing about Windows is you can see through them. You get one half chuckle for good, this. Good job. Uh, good did job. you guys hear that Limited Run Games is releasing a, a Wii U game? physical version of... Um, Outlast 1 and 2 this oh, Halloween. I did not hear yeah. that. I did not know They that. have a very, very cool updated art cover that look like uh, sort of like, you know, pulp noir novels from the days of yore. Mm. Um, I'll probably at least pick up Outlast 2 hmm. physical because it looks really cool. And I've been thinking about getting that for Switch for a while. So that would be a good Halloween play. Interesting. Yeah. That could be good. Outlast is such a great game. It's so spooky. It's very spooks. It is actually, you know what? It is October, mm-hmm. right? So maybe the Switch One and Two, uh, Switch Outlast One and Two combo is a good purchase for Halloween. That's what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen. Oh, I just thought of another game I played that I didn't well, even bring up. We dudes. should do it together. What? We should play it together. Uh, Forza Horizon Four. Oh, how is it? Is that game's good? really good, dude. Good. It uh, has a very, very good progression system that encourages you to keep playing. Um, it's very arcadey type racer, but it doesn't feel you know quite like a Need for Speed or a Burnout or anything like that. Uh, but even on the Xbox One S, that game is freaking gorgeous. Like it's, it is a showpiece for the system, which all of those Forza games are. But this game is, you got to see it. It's nuts. Um, if you have if you have Game Pass, it's on that. Um, but man, yeah, it's it's also they announced that it the adoption rate for it compared to like Forza Horizon Three is like thirty forty percent higher or something. So people oh, are good playing. for them. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool. But that game's a really good game. I like it. 
And I'm not usually into racers. I'm more into Mario Kart. So that's a pretty big statement for me. Yeah, definitely. Well, guys, that wraps up everything I have to talk about. There's so uh, as far as news and stuff. I'm going to go finally eat my pumpkin donut. Will. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What? How you doing, Will? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, buddy. You want to take us out? Sure thing. Uh, well, thank you guys, everybody, for listening this week and every week as you continually tune into our gorgeously sexy voices telling you about video game news and reviews um, here on Pixel Raiders Land Party. We really appreciate that. Uh, we also appreciate those of you who read our content on our website, pixelraider.com, and or engage with us on our social media platforms. Most notably is our Twitter account, at Pixel Raider, and all of our individual Twitter handles are down in the description below. We'd love to chat games. Uh, anytime you guys want to chat games, just tweet at us. You can also say, hey, why haven't we talked about this thing? It's really big news. And we'll probably bring it up in the next show. It's a cool way to get a shout-out from us. Uh, we also have a Discord channel, which we have been uh, not as good about being on recently, but there have been some good reasons for that. Uh, we're going to try to engage there a little bit more, but if you want to join us on our Discord, the link is also in the description of this podcast. Um, down below uh, and you can search for us um, I think it's called Pixel Raider Public something like that um, we also really appreciate those of you who have given us a nice review on iTunes, on Spotify we are now on Spotify's uh, podcast groups, we are on pretty much every podcast distributor now um, I think Wait, are we actually on Spotify? Are we? No, we are. We are live on Spotify. On Spotify yeah. You can stream on Spotify. Dude, right with, now. with Spotify opening their podcast, I may switch back to Spotify because the ability to have music and and podcasts in one centralized place mm-hmm. and is the ability big. to have a web player with you yeah, literally on no, any device. It's a big, it's a big yeah. deal. That's pretty. So cool. we are we are now where you want to listen to us. So check it out. Um, and we would also appreciate. Uh, any other reviews you want to give us for our work we also if you wanted to keep our lights on have a patreon patreon.com slash pixelator where you can donate and get cool things such as uh, recognition from us as well as uh, we have some cool rewards for those of you who donate regularly um, opportunities I think even to appear on the show I could be wrong about that but that might be one of the higher tier donation scheme is anyway it really does go a long way towards making uh, us feel like this is worth doing but we do it for the love of the game we do not advertise anything except for ourselves and we're going to keep it that way um so thank you guys very much for listening and we will see you all next week guys i have some breaking news what on my on my xbox app friends list there's an option for like suggestions based on mm-hmm. like friends of other friends that you already have mm-hmm. and it's suggesting that i friend someone named girls who fart <laughs> and now I really want to know which one of my Xbox Live friends is already friends with this person. You should friend them to find out. I bet you that's that, like a friend of Danny's. I bet that's a friend of Danny's. Guaranteed. Shots fired. <laughs> You're probably right because that's not one of mine. Girls. Uh, all right, guys. We'll see you next week for episode 137. GG. Later. Later. Later.